0: be streaming live soon. Oh, uh, well, we're looking at Jesus. Do we know Jesus? And the way I want to know Jesus is what he says about himself. So we're looking at I am. And when he says I am, he means I am. You know, that's uh, the thought just came to my mind. It, uh, Moses uh, said to God, uh, what's your name? And he said, I am. Okay. Well, that's who he is. Jesus said, I am. Last uh, session we looked at, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Now, we ought to partake of that bread so that we can enjoy the uh, everlasting life, so we can enjoy uh, abundant life, so we can enjoy the healthy life that God wants us to have, and main thing is we're going to enjoy God's life. Everything is God. So we are to partake of Jesus who is the bread of life. When we do that, then we come to the next I am that we look at. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Because you see, when you begin to take, partake of Jesus, you begin to receive the light of that Jesus is into your life to bring you into a right relationship with him. And boy, we need that. Because, you know, I don't know about you, but I walked in darkness for 29 years. And I began to partake on a particular weekend of Jesus. I didn't know that I was doing that. (laughs) But I did that. And the light just exposed everything in me and just consumed me completely. So that's what we're going to look at today from John chapter 8, verses 1 through 12. John 8, 1 through 12. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a certain woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. (laughs) It began to wonder if one of them was not uh, committing (laughs) adultery with her. But anyway, (laughs) Uh, anyway, uh, now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? And they, this they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down, wrote on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised up himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you. Let him throw a stone at her first and again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it being convicted of their by their conscience went one by one, beginning with the oldest even to the last, and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. Then Jesus had had raised himself up. When he'd done that, he saw no one but the woman. And he said to her, Woman, where are you? accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. And Jesus spoke to them again saying i am the light of the world he who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life boy we have a battle going on here between light and darkness jesus is teaching and all of a sudden these religious leaders come and say oh i think we got an opportunity we're going to expose this fraud he says he's the son of god he he publicizes that he I, we're going to expose him now for sure because he's got to follow the law. So they came and said, listen, uh, this woman is in adultery. We got her. Now the law says that we need to stone her. See, darkness comes in and the religious leaders and say, listen, we've got to follow the law. That's what darkness is going to say. But you see, light, will say, we're going to follow the grace of God. There's a big difference. So the darkness comes in and says, listen, uh, we got we got a situation here, and we want your opinion about this. So they say, let's stone her, and they asked him, uh, what, what, do you, what do you say? What do you say? You see, the darkness is trying to come against the light. Hmm. Oh, they don't realize what's taking place. Uh, I, I, You know, we all try to figure what in the world was he writing down on the ground with his finger. And everybody's got their opinion, and I'm going to give you mine. <laughs> uh, it, 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 but it is based upon Scripture, but, you know, it could be. This is just a side note here. Uh, in Jeremiah 17:13, it says, those who depart from me, talking about those who depart from God, will be written in the earth. Hmm. What he was writing in the earth. Uh, okay. All right, well, you, you take that for what it's worth. Uh, it makes sense to me. Uh, you know, he could have been writing their names down. Okay, that's uh, yeah, I know him. And, but anyway, let's go on. Now we're going to look at... Uh, Matthew 7, 1 through 5. Matthew 7, 1 through 5. Yeah, you're right. Frank's at it again, looking at all these scriptures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew 7, 1 through 5. Uh, Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, "Uh, Let me remove the speck from your eye. And look, a plank is in your own eye, hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So, the problem with these Pharisees, they were judging and they had so much going on in their lives, they couldn't see clearly if they had to. How in the world we can find fault with someone if we got all these problems in our own life? You cannot be a fault finder. Jesus condemns fault finding. He will not stand for it. Now, So, that's what they were doing. They were always looking to find fault in someone's life. They were looking to find fault in Jesus' life. But you can't do that. You can't go judge other people. And I've had that problem in the past, and I've had to repent of it and turn from it because I'm not necessarily judging, but I just sort of criticize, you know. Oh, what are they doing that for? How come they said that? That kind of thing, you know, and I—it's it, so easy to do that nowadays with what everybody's doing it and on the news, finding fault. You know, I just wish politicians would lift up what they're going to do and stop criticizing their opponent. But anyway, that's another story. Woo holla hallelujah! So let's uh, continue on here in verse seven of chapter eight of John. And so they just continued asking Him and asking Him. And, and you really can't, they, they, they want to try to get to Him. And then Jesus just comes right out and says, Listen, if you don't have any sin in you, go ahead and throw the first stone. Well, you see, what's taking place is the light, is beginning to expose the darkness. Light is exposing the darkness. Because then in verse 9, they those who heard it being convicted by their conscience. These religious leaders were convicted because so that's what light will do to us. I, I oh the light of Jesus will come in and expose what's wrong in a person's life. And in doing so, that's to that person's benefit because God wants you to be able to function not in darkness but totally in His light. So therefore, we thank God for the light that comes into us. Now, verses 10 and 11, Jesus said, Listen, uh, I don't condemn you at all. And that's a scripture that we've learned, you know, in, in Romans chapter 1, verse, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I think we leave that part out. <laughs> because if we walk according to the Spirit, we don't feel condemnation. We don't feel any condemnation from God at all. We are in Christ Jesus. We are not condemned. So that's what this girl was hearing from Jesus. Listen, I don't want you to do this anymore. I'm not going to condemn you for it. I just don't want you to continue walking in this sin you're doing. The light is there to expose not only the religious leaders, but to help this girl to walk in the Spirit rather than in her flesh. Not walking in adultery any longer. So Jesus is the light, and this light exposes all darkness. Now, what's darkness? Well, I walk into a room, and it's dark. (laughs) Yeah, not up here. I tell you, we got so many lights on in this room. It can never get dark. But anyway... Darkness is this. It's evil. Yeah, it's all manner of evil. It's, it's sin. That's what we just saw right here in this particular girl. It's sin. Sin was uh, in her life. It's ignorance of what of who God is. That's in darkness. And these religious leaders had ignorance. They didn't understand God at all. They didn't understand Jesus Because they were walking in darkness. Darkness is also man's total absence of light. There's no light. Nothing there. Just totally walking in darkness. In other words, darkness is everything that is earthly and demonic. It's an enemy of God. Darkness is everything that's walking in the world's way or walking in Satan's way. Basically, that's the same thing, because Satan is the ruler of this world, so therefore everything that's in this world is dark. But everything in the kingdom of God is light. So we need to understand that if we walk according to the earth, we are walking in darkness. We will not please God at all. And that light needs to come in and expose everything that's in us that's wrong. Well, huh getting tired just talking about all that darkness. Now, how will people come to know the light? There's got to be something that's got to take place for the light of Christ to come into people's lives to bring them into a right relationship with Jesus. How can that take place? Uh, Is God going to all of a sudden just go, Wow, here it is. No. Well, maybe, uh, maybe he'll, uh, oh, yeah, I know what. He'll text everybody. No. Oh, well, I'm sure he has this. He, he probably has uh, everybody's email. He'll email them. No. Oh, I know what. He'll have a TV program and just come on and say, hey, this is where it is. No, I don't think you'll do that either. Well how how are people gonna know the light? Well, I'm glad you considered that question because we're gonna go to John chapter one. John chapter one, starting with verse six. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Uh, not John the apostle, but you know who John the Baptist. And this man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. So God had John the Baptist to be born upon the face of the earth to do one thing, to bear witness of the light, because the light was coming, and he was going to tell people, About the light. Bear witness. What does it mean to do that? Well, it means this. We need to give evidence on how we act. Uh Uh-oh. I shouldn't have said that about that person. Oh, why did I think that about that person? How come I'm avoiding that person? I need to love everybody. That would bear witness to the light. I don't need to do anything negative. The way I act towards people will tell people I have the light and I want to bear witness to that. So what are you going to do today? How are you going to act when someone cuts you off on the road? When someone breaks a line at the store? What are you going to do? Here's what I normally do. Uh, Go ahead. You go first. I let them go before me. That would be bearing witness to the light. That would show them that they're important. Well, what does it mean, bear witness? It means confessing, giving a good report. Uh, What comes out of your mouth? Mm, Mmm, (laughs) uh-oh. Now it's getting personal. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. What have you been talking to on the phone with somebody? Uh Uh-oh. Are you confessing uh, all this negative stuff? Or are you going to confess what God is doing? Are you going to confess the Word of God? Are you going to confess how much God loves them? How much Jesus went to the cross for them? Are you going to stand around and gossip about everybody? What are you going to do? What comes out of your mouth will bear witness to the light. That's what John the Baptist did. It came out of his mouth. (laughs) Repent. I mean, you know, the kingdom of God is at hand. Hallelujah. All right, what does it mean to bear witness? It means to affirm in what one has seen, heard, or experienced. What have you seen or heard or experienced in Jesus? You see, you can't bear witness to what someone else's experience is that they've had with Jesus. Yeah, you may tell them, but it won't be as it as well as what Jesus has been doing in your life. Let, let, let me share with you how Jesus is protecting me from all these diseases in the earth today. Let me share with you what what God has done for me in my life. How He supplied all my needs. Let me tell you what He's doing in my family. Let me tell you, yeah, bear witness, affirm what. You have experienced personally and therefore you don't have to make something up because you know that you know that you know it's true because it happened. Hallelujah. All right. Last but not least, bear witness means willing to give one's life for the testimony of the light. This Greek word there for witness is the word that we get martyr. Uh-oh. You mean I've got to give my life up for Jesus? Yes. i got to give it up completely. And if it means someone beating me up on the streets, so be it. I haven't experienced that. I don't want to experience that. But I'd much rather give witness to Jesus and being beaten up than to run from it. That would be worse. I'd feel worse. Now, I'm not asking you to go out on the street and, and, and get beaten up. But what I'm saying is, are you willing to give up your life to bear witness to the light? That's important. You must know that. You must know that decision. Back in John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, In Him, in Jesus, was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. <laughs> yeah, it didn't comprehend it at all. That's what we read about those uh, scribes and Pharisees. It didn't comprehend it at all. They didn't know what was going on. The they knew, oh, uh, I feel bad about this situation. They didn't know, they didn't understand. So, to comprehend. This this darkness, let me tell you what darkness will do. It will try to overcome. It will try to overcome. It will try to seize you and quench you from any light. It will try to put out the light that's in you completely. In other words, (laughs) I wrote down this morning, darkness does not know what to do with the light. (laughs) It doesn't have any clue what to do with the light. Those scribes and Pharisees, uh, we don't know what to do with this situation. We're just going to leave. <laughs> I mean, whoa, uh, this, this, whoa! I don't think. Well, well, what am I, what am I supposed to do here? What have I got to do? The light that is in you is greater than the darkness in the world, and that's what Scripture says, isn't it? Greater is He that's in you than He that's in the world. So you've got to realize that, that you don't have to fear darkness at all. None whatsoever. And the last scripture I want to look at, and then I'm going to share a, a, a picture with you. 2 uh, Corinthians, well, next to the last scripture. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 6. But even if our gospel is veiled... Paul writing to the church of Corinth, It is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, we know who that is, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. The God of this world has blinded people from believing and receiving the light that wants to come into their lives. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves under bond servants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God, it is the the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. Hmm. When did he do that? I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, how about let's go to Genesis 1. <laughs> Genesis 1. Hallelujah. Genesis 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So here, He got the heavens going on. He got all the earth. It's, it's there ready for Him to put His creation into it. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And that's not the sun and the moon. Because that took place on the fourth day. What is this light? God, His light coming forth into a chaotic darkness that's on the face of the earth, even then, to bring His presence, to bring His presence, to bring His presence upon the face of the earth. Because you see, God wants His light to be in everything in His creation so that people will know Him. And what have we done to it? We've caused... We've yielded to the darkness a lot of times, haven't we? That's what this world has done. And it's, kind of, it's trying to stamp out all the light. But guess what? The light is going to shine. The light, he's commanded the light to, sh, to shine out of darkness back in the Second Corinthians. to shine out of darkness who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts, why? To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He's shown in our hearts to give that light, to give that light to others. That's what it's all about. I'm not going to hold on to the light. Who, I got the light. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got the light? I'm going to let it shine. I'm gonna let it shine. Now I got a picture that I hang up in my in my study that I look at every day. And here's the picture. It says Let your light shine. You see that lighthouse? That's who you are. That's who you are. You're the light. You're the light that God wants to shine. Let the light shine. Don't cover it up. Let it shine. It reminds me every day, single day I need to let my light shine. That's my job. That's my duty. That's my responsibility. That's yours as well. So, today, 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 I want you to know that Jesus is the light of the world. And he's in you. You are the light of the world. You are the light in all darkness. Everywhere you go, you're to shine bright. You're to bear witness to that light. So don't allow anything of this world to come in and darken the light, make it dim. It, it, it needs to get. Let that light just purge every dark spot out of your life today so that you will be able to shine brightly for Jesus. I tell you we've got so much going on in our life that we sometimes forget that we are the light of the world because Jesus is in us. So sit down today. Sit down right now. Whatever you're doing, stop. And allow the light to expose something in you that you need to get rid of. And in doing so, you will benefit, and so will the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.